What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Crossing Broadcast. I am your host, Kyle Pagan. We've got a great show for you today. Breaking news, if you haven't already heard, Hassan Reddick is getting thumb surgery. I'm sure we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Messi absolutely teabagging Kevin Kincaid's union and what that means for the future of the union in this city. We will talk to Cheddar Wiz, the kid who won the Mullet Championships at 1230 and we'll get into, you know, Josh Harris. He's the worst, terrible, no good, rotten owner we've ever seen. We've got Media Little League getting absolutely hosed in the first game of the of the uh, of the first one. And then Bruce, everybody's favorite Americana guy, cancels the tour because he's sick. The sixth one. The sixth one so far. So let's bring on uh let's bring on Kevin Kike because we got a lot to talk about. What's up, buddy? Well, I hope Bruce is doing well, you know, seriously. He's getting up there in age, man. He's playing four-hour shows, you know. It takes a lot of stamina to do that. It takes a lot of, uh, you know, vigor and constitution to He's be able no to Joel. do what he does. Well, yeah, I, I was – it's funny. I was reading all the, like, Facebook posts and Twitter and stuff like that about – either went from total dejection that Bruce wasn't playing and they had to hold their tickets or, you know, people – you know, outright celebrating the fact that there was no boss show at the ballpark. So yeah, varying end of ends of the spectrum for the for the Bruce stuff. Of course, you know where I stand on on Bruce. So. Yeah, Bruce is very polarizing for a lot of people. Yeah. Did you see Russ folded like a cheap suit? That was fucking. What did he What did he do? Ru- Russ said Bruce Springsteen concerts postponed. Good. Hopefully the people who follow the guy across the country like he's a modern day prophet can find better artists in the meantime. He got so <laughs> much pushback. He was going back and forth. And then an hour later, he goes, also, I hope the guy is OK. Didn't see the reason for postponement when I tweeted. Bull fucking shit. Russ. Uh, what a pussy. Bull yeah. Fucking shit. What? <laughs> Folded like a cheap suit. Rush Joy. Wow. I mean, he. Not only has Eskin lost his fastball, Rush Joy has lost his mm. fastball. Kids will yeah. do that to you, man. When you have 17 kids, you kind of, you know, feel like this. I feel like your heart, like the Grinch grows a little size, like every child. <laughs> like, I think Russ at this point has an enlarged heart. Yeah. Well, let it be known that Russ, yeah, Russ hates it. Russ just wants to have a laugh at the expense of 70 year olds who have health problems, you know? It's a bad mm-hmm. tweet, man. Bad tweet, mm-hmm. but you got to stick with it. You just got to plow through it, you know. Yeah, you can't. You can't yeah, come right. back on well, the same. other end. You can't come back on the other end and say, "Oh, well, you know, I didn't mean to." You know, I hope he's all right. You got to stick with it. Who, like, yeah. will, will be all like inconspicuous about like the Canada uh, investigation and like lobbing little like you know throwaways at Carter Hart. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, but 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 the 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 profits of, of Bruce Springsteen are yeah. uh, are too scary for him. What did, oh, what did I you? Hear, if I gotta here? hear this. If I gotta read this fucking thing one more time, this is, every time I say something about Springsteen, this is the first thing that anybody ever says. Although I'm not a fan of Springsteen, I've seen him live, and one must respect that he's a master showman, and he puts on one of the best concerts you ever see. That's what every Springsteen fan says when you criticize him. They say, "Well, you got to see him live." I don't. I don't want to see him live. I don't want to see four hours of of that. I don't understand the allure of four hour shows. Like I'm, I'm, I'm awkward. I guess I'm kind of like Ricky Bobby at concerts. I don't know what to do with my hands. I kind of just stand behind my girlfriend, move (laughs) back and forth. Like I went to Zach Bryan, which was only about an hour and a half. That's the last concert I went to. Yeah, and I like just. 
you know, hummed along to the songs, mm. sat in the row, and just awkwardly white guy danced. And like that's what I feel like, you know, that's what you do at these shows. I mean, you're you're different. You're you're a metal guy. You know, just last year you were in the mosh pit. Like you actually have mm-hmm. you have a itinerary when you go to shows. It's just fuck shit up. My itinerary yeah. is, is like don't look like the goofy dad and get a couple right. beers so that I'm double fisting and my hands are like full of things right now. I do think it gets to be too much at some times. I saw Guns N' Roses uh, when they came to uh, the link the first time. It was the link and then Wells Fargo Center. Yeah, yeah I saw them both times, like- but I think the link was the first one. I was sitting next to Andy Bloom, which is very funny and ironic. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with Sludge from WIP and I went with uh, Andy Bloom. So that was very random. But um, they, Guns N' Roses played like forever. Uh, which is mm-hmm. cool because you get your money's worth and you're like, oh, this is, you know, this is worth it. I mean, they're putting on a show. They're like doing it for the fans. I got no problem with that. But then I started like I got like two hours into the show. <laughs> I'm like thinking I'm like, what do they have left to play? I, I think they've played everything that there is. And it's not like they're doing like Bruce, Bruce will, you know, the E Street Band will like wank around on their instruments for like seven minutes at a time or something. like that. No, it's not like a fish show. But, you know, there's some like, mm-hmm. you know whatever in there guns and roses is playing three and four minute songs but i'm like i don't think there's anything left to play here you know so you're just kind of like like guessing but i don't know i, I just i don't need I, to I, I don't need to hear four hours of bruce going you know like i went down to the docks in the new jersey shore town and i wanted to throw fastballs for the yankees but i injured my achilles tendon and so I had to go to the restaurant and wash dishes, but I never lost that American dream of putting on the pinstripes and having to shave my beard because I wanted in high school to be a baseball player. You know, I mean, like, you know, something that's, like that. Man. That's a millionaire right there. That's a millionaire music. I went to uh, Paul McCartney. After a little Glory bit, you know, he, he plays he plays the Beatles, <laughs> then he plays Wings, then he plays New McCartney shit, and you're like three hours in. It's like, dude, you gotta just wrap this up, man. It's like we, no one knows anything after Wings, so like, yeah. let's just call it a day. Let's call Opie it a day. and Anthony did a really good Bruce Springsteen skit back in the day. I, maybe that's where I like subconsciously pulled that one from. But they just went on for ten minutes going on about Bruce in New Jersey. They're like, I worked on the docks in in Jersey. Uh, I think Opie and Anthony got like canceled or something, didn't they? But weren't they like, uh, didn't they do something wrong? I don't know. Maybe, yeah, Anthony uh, went on a little bit of a tangent on uh, on Twitter, and then Opie kind of just went off the face of the earth and stuff. So yeah. you know, hey, but it wasn't. But it wasn't. We confirmed that it was his health. It wasn't because of sinkhole opened in. It was. It was his health. Like the Phillies, or uh, no, not the Phillies. Someone close to the Phillies or close to the situation or something like that reached out. We did get some anonymous tips. It wasn't a sinkhole, but. We weren't off, which I think is great reporting by us. Um, it in yeah. turn was a underground pipe that burst, causing a hole that was later filled. And this looks like it's behind the stage and center field. So if Rohan, if uh, if Rojas gets eaten up, Johan Rojas gets eaten up this year. Yeah. It's because of the uh, it's because of the the, the not sinkhole but hole in the uh, in center field. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, we hope that Bruce is our, I thought that was the spot originally where Kyle Schwarber tried to make that play the other night. Um, but 
No. But the Phillies win. Phillies back in the, the win column. Media Little League. Not Dude, can yeah, we just get the, season, the MLB season? Can we just get it over with? Like, it's yeah. just right now, it's just, I do uh, not care. It's all training camp. It's all it's all uh, training camp. It's the end of the Philly season. It's more Little League World Series media right now than it is the Phillies. I mean, just get these, yeah. get these last 30 or so games, whatever they have. Just get them over with. I'm tired of watching Aaron Nola pitch and give up a yeah. lead and then somehow get the win. Yeah. Um, I'm I just need the Phillies kind of just to, to, to just roll off into the sunset, play like I'm trying to fast forward to the trying to pass the playoffs here. Yeah. Yeah. You're not worried about the ball. Chicago Cubs chasing. You're not worried about the, them slipping in the wild card standings. Uh Chicago Cubs vibes very hot right now. That guy hit a yeah. walk-off home run, took off his jersey, took off his helmet. He's gonna get beaned in the head today. It's crosstown rival. You can't be doing that. It would never yeah. happen at Cincinnati versus Xavier. Yancey Gates would punch somebody in the fucking face if that happened um but i'm not worried about the cubs i'm worried about just getting everybody healthy and going to the playoffs right now that's where i'm i'm, I'm worried about right now with the phillies i'm more worried about the media literally getting boned last night absolutely All right, so boned. walk me yeah so walk me through that because i was i was at ysc playing at the time i saw what you put up there was a there was a controversial call where the where the ball you we thought yeah, struck a hand, but but the slow motion replay made it look like it came off the knob instead. So, Craig, pull up the pull up the pull up the pictures first. So, leading off in the bottom of the sixth, that's the last inning in the League World Series. The player um, from media had a ball hit what they first assumed off his knuckle, off his hand, and he was awarded first base. So that's a leadoff hitter, no outs, tying run is now on first. And so in Little League, you can challenge, I think, once a game now. And immediately the Texas pitcher, who's their ace, was like, yo, 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 that definitely hit the bat, blah, mm. blah, blah. Let's challenge it. He Credit to that kid. He was on it right away. But the thing with, with that I thought was insane was, Kev, you look at these first two angles up at the, up at the pictures. This yeah. is the only replay angles we got for like five minutes. Yeah, and then clearly right it before, it like it comes off the like the wrist or the forearm or something yeah. there. Yeah. And then after about five minutes of replay, we get this bottom one out of nowhere, which is one of the most beautiful replays I have ever seen in my life. I don't like like you. I want to when there's a a catch in the uh, in the NFL and they're and they're trying to rule it if it's a catch or not. I feel like we have mm-hmm. never gotten this close between the grass and between the sidelines. Remember that NBC see it thing they used to do when they like zoomed mm-hmm. in magnified like 300 times like 10 years ago like there was yeah. it was always like pretty blurry craig if you could pull up the video on this the video that they had good. must have yeah. been from the freaking hubble telescope or something like that because it was absolutely beautiful you could count <laughs> the stitches you could literally count the stitches on the ball i mean look at that that replay is going almost full um full speed like uh, See, when I used to play. Uh, yeah, it yeah, it like just barely clips the the knob. That's some great court awareness. He ran to first, and it so, hit me. We think, right? I mean, because you don't, you can't really, you can't tell from that angle that the depth of the hand. I would mean, assume the knob is sticking out further than the hand, obviously, but it's a tough one, man. <laughs> Jesus, I wouldn't want to be the umps, you know. So that's what I I'm like. So I was I, I threw it I threw it out on Twitter. I threw it out, and everyone was like, "Nah, I definitely hit the knob. I definitely hit the knob." I I could see it hitting the knob. I could see it also being inconclusive. 
Like that's what I thought the ruling was going to be. I thought since it was so close, it was going to be inconclusive because you do see as it hits the knob, his knuckle also goes up. So we're talking about a kid that would be on first right now. The next batter, the next batter strikes out and then the next batter walks and there's a, and there's a pass ball. So now we would be dealing with uh, a runner on second and third with one out. Mm -hmm. They're losing two to one right now. So we're in prime position to tie this game up. And I'm saying we, Mm -hmm. because I feel like I'm a part of the media little league right now. Um, I just think they got. I think they got absolutely hosed. I think. I, I think they got hosed. I think it was more inconclusive than it was, on. Uh, than it was hitting the uh, hitting the knob of the bat. Also, why are there knobs? Like nobody has ever tried to hit a baseball with the knob of the bat. Like why is the knob of the bat a foul ball? Uh. I, I, that's a good question. I don't think I've ever really thought of that before. I mean, it's part of the, the tool, right? I mean, I guess just that for that reason only, I don't think there's ever been any more consideration or thought of that. Well, I thought you were asking why are there knobs on bats to begin with? You know, like I was like, well, that's why there are. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it's fine. You know, they do that. Like Victus, for example, like they make the ones with the, uh, with the angled knobs, you know, the axe, knob, the, yeah. the, the axe handle ones. Yeah. Which is interesting. Maybe if they were, if media little league was using those, then it would have hit the the knuckles beforehand. Uh, I don't know that, but it's, it's crazy. Right. I mean, so they go down into the elimination bracket now, right. Mm-hmm. After that. So loss. they play the loser on Saturday of, I want to say Northwest versus new England. Yeah. Um, yeah. At two o'clock on Saturday. They played, they played well, like Austin Crowley, their ACE dealt, um, they had a couple double plays that were really nice. They played, they have great fundamentals and everything. It just yeah. happened that there was a drop third strike. They throw it over to first, first baseman throws it to second. There's guys on second and third at that point. Mm-hmm. Third uh, guy, third scores when they were getting the, uh, the one guy on second and a rundown and the next kid comes up, hits a single and that's the game winning run, you know? So it's, it's just, it's just like, it's a game of inches at, at little league. I mean, the best team, the best teams at little league have amazing pitching and make the least amount of mistakes. It sucks. So yeah, game game fourteen is the one they're going to play in L four versus L six Mid Atlantic um, on mm-hmm. Saturday. I do. Yeah, I'm looking at the bracket here. I, what is Europe hyphen Africa? Did they combine Europe and Africa into one team here? Like, I think so. Yeah, they, they they extended the play the playoffs this year or the tournament this year to twenty teams oh, okay. say, or twenty two teams. From yeah. uh, the original sixteen, they also do a double elimination. They do used to do pool play back in the day, but I don't know. I still believe in the fellas. You know, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. Uh, there's, they they were on a fourteen game win streak for a reason before uh, before yesterday. But man, Texas grows pitchers like Florida grows oranges. It's insane. That JD Jablonski yeah. kid or DJ Jablonski kid, man. There's spin rates on that thing. I think we needed a uh, a substance check, a, a little sticky tech a check. sticky substance. Yeah, have him take off his belt like Max Scherzer. I looked up Needville, Texas on the on the uh, map, and it looks like it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like yeah, it's like right outside of Houston. So once yeah, again, Houston beats Philadelphia. Let me see what's in Needville. They've got a Pizza Hut, a Subway, and a couple churches. It is Texas. Um, yeah, let me see. There's a, a Bayou Po'boy Po'boy shop and a bank. Yeah, there's not much there. Hmm. I mean, any Bass I mean, Pro shops? Emba- should we be embarrassed that Delco lost to you know Bumblefuck? Lost to Texas. Needville, Texas. 
Yeah, Needville. Yeah. I don't know, man, because I feel like yeah. a lot of the ball yeah. players in the MLB, they come out of nowhere. They come out of nowhereville, yeah. nowheresville, Texas, or nowheresville, Florida, or it's somewhere true. in the South. All yeah. the best ball yeah. players are in like the smallest, I, smallest places. I believe in the boys. They're underdogs now, so they got to put the masks on. You know, nobody yeah, believed maybe. the Eagles were going to beat the the Patriots. You know, so you have to. Yeah, believe. what do you think about the Eagles? Do you think they're uh, they're censoring media rights? That seems to be the hot topic right now. Yeah, you're talking about the John Kincaid thing. That was interesting, man. Um, yeah, I was just, you know, I was dropping my kid off yesterday and, you know, it was like 845 or something like that. And I was listening to Fanatic. I just basically like flip back and forth between whichever one's not in commercial break. And John was talking about, uh, he was sort of lamenting the fact that the, the 97.5 is not allowed to broadcast live from uh, from Novacare during training camp. And, uh, you know, I found that that curious because he he's made similar complaints in the past about the Eagles, saying that uh, you know, like the pol- he doesn't like their policies of you know exclusivity with WIP, kind of getting the first first uh, run at everything. And uh, part of the quote that he said was uh, Miami, Tampa, Jacksonville, Atlanta, Carolina, the Saints, just to name a few, uh, just a few that I can tell you for a fact, they do not restrict opposing radio stations that are not their flagships from being on site and broadcasting a training camp. The Eagles do. The Eagles do that. So when I tell you that it's different, it's different. The policy here is different. It is restrictive. To me, that's a negligent policy. And yes, they block us from being there. We'd love to be there. love to be able to broadcast there. It is not common in the NFL for that to happen. That is an Eagles policy that goes against the vast majority of NFL teams. So, you know, like everybody knows that WIP is uh, the official radio partner of the Eagles, right? Mm-hmm. So they have a broadcast booth down there. You know, the other, just the other day, Listen to Marks and Reese, you know, Fletcher Cox wraps up uh, camp and he just walks over into the trailer. Um, it's like a little trailer RV looking kind of thing, I guess you'd say. And uh, sits down and does an exclusive with uh, Marks and Reese and then uh, Nicobe Dean or Nicobe, as Kyle would say. Nicobe Dean came over there and talked to him as well. So, um, you know, and and I mean, so Kincaid's really like his his argument. He's not, he's not saying like, hey, this is uh WIP shouldn't have all this stuff. He, his argument is like, this is not normal for other NFL teams, NFL camps. Like the, he's saying that the Eagles are the outlier and that the non-rights radio holder should be able to be there too. So the Eagles don't do things that the Eagles don't do things that the NFL does in terms of practice either. I think their practice sucks too. They just kind of keep people away from it, which I think is dumb when we grew up in Lehigh and going all down there. And I know the reason why they left Lehigh, you know, we're not stupid here, but like, yeah, it's just I, I don't like the way the Eagles have done it. You know, you just you just practice surrounded by 10 foot hedges. You know, you let some charity groups in, you let some football teams in, you let some season ticket holders in or someone who knows somebody to get in. So, like, you know, I don't like the, we put the comments away. You're fucking <laughs> racked my brain. You can't read and talk anyway. at the same time. I can't read and talk because they, they're distracting. Yeah. Um, 10 second hiatus on the chat is in order. Um, I just I, I hate the way they they do practice at I, they do training camp at uh at Novacare. I think it's I think it's bush league. I think it's stupid. I think it really takes away people like me who are like eight years old getting like Sean Landetta's autograph. Don't even care who he is. He's the punter, but it's like still awesome memory. Like you don't care who who's who. I remember Project Bunkley didn't sign when we used to sit out there when they would uh, drive away and everything. I remember that to this day. Like. I don't know. I think you're, you're you're stealing 
joy from from children. And then like everyone could say, well, they have that open practice and everything, but you can't get close and up and personal with these guys like you can at uh at what do you like you could at Lehigh and everything. And plus, you know, it's all going to charity, but there's a four dollar processing fee that goes to Ticketmaster. So they're making two hundred grand off of that too, which is fucking bullshit and everything. So I don't know. I think they really should I wish they would buy FDR Park, but FDR Park is obviously uh getting an entire renovation. That'll never happen either. But I don't know. Yeah. I think I, I think they should make practice more open in terms of in terms of like Kin- Kincaid and that show. Like, I don't know if I were them. I'd, I'd make a bit out of it. I would broadcast them across the street or send Patty Egan down there, get him on a ladder and over the 10, 10 foot hedges and just have him like broadcast or, or everything, get like a video down there. So that would send be him down there with hilarious. the glasses, with the glasses that have like the fake mustache and the nose, yeah. like the incognito, try to sneak him in it. Yeah. I mean, they could do I, something like that for sure. Like that's what I, I, I that's what I would do. I mean, what do you, what do you I, have to lose? You're already losing in the ratings. You already don't have the media rights. You're never going to have the media rights. WP is never going to give them up unless like Odyssey, you know, totally goes into the toilet. Yeah. Like, you know, you could say this with the Sixers. You know, they obviously get access with the Sixers. Yeah. But you could also say it with the Phillies. WIP has that booth in the Citizens Bank Park Stadium. Yeah. You know, 97.5 doesn't. And 97.5, I mean, just because you have the Flyers and just because you have the Sixers, like, sorry. <laughs> what do you want us to do? Well, I mean, the Eagles, yeah. I mean, you know, the argument or the, the the most basic explanation is that the Eagles are just being a good partner, you know, to their official partners. Mm-hmm. I mean, WIP Odyssey pays millions of dollars, or they, at least they used to, for the radio rights there. So, you know, they should enjoy some privileges and some some exclusivity from it, you know? Um, 100%. It's the same thing with NBC, too, you know, because they're partners with NBC, right? So when Action News comes down, Channel 3 comes down, you know, and Fox comes down, they don't get the same stuff as NBC does, for sure. I mean... They don't um, get to sit in, outside the locker room, you know, they're not putting, uh, you know, Monica no. Malpass outside the locker room he, he, uh, interviewing the boys. No, Vernon Odom's not down there with, yeah, to get an exclusives, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, I, I get it, man. And then they got, like, I mean, you've been down, like, you've seen kind of the setup, or, you know, they got, like, 10 after 10 after 10 of, like, sponsors and corporate partners and, like, every single motherfucker who has any connection to the Eagles gets like a, a spot down there and it does have an air of of exclusivity to it. I think when you combine the fact that there's no training camp anymore and it's not open to um fans and then the fans and the guests who are down there like corporate people or like you know mm-hmm. partners with the Eagles. I get that. But I think when you combine all that together it does make the make access feel a little exclusive, I guess in a way. I was not playing hard knocks, man. Yeah. Did you watch hard knocks yeah. any? Um this this year? No, not not the mm-hmm. Jets one. It was, I mean, it was like a cool, you know, situation when Aaron Rodgers, like the first, the first scene they do is Aaron Rodgers comes out the, I think it's Florham Park where they practice and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, stadium full of fans mm-hmm. at their practice yeah. facility. And they're like welcoming in, greeting them and everything. And it was just, it was like, a, it was like a cool moment. I know, you know, we have one of the most electric quarterbacks in the NFL right now. And I think, you know, it would, I, I think it would help the Eagles in terms of like, children being like holy shit i remember going with my father or going with my mom or going with my uncle down to uh down to practice and seeing jalen hurts come out of the tunnel right and now the only kids like your kid gets to go if you're like a you know a corporate guy who's yeah company has a connection with the Eagles. i don't know I, I get i get all of it and like the eagles pr staff too like they, they've got so much shit to do as far as like organizing yeah. like, like grabbing this guy so spadaro can talk mm-hmm. to him and like so fran duffy's thing is set up i mean are they, they, they don't have to waste 
manpower and resources like getting some player for 97.5 i mean the fanatics not not there's no policy that prohibits the fanatic from sending like a person down there or asking for interviews or doing any of that kind of stuff so if they wanted to if, if the fanatic had like a like their own elliot shore parks you know like a guy who does some radio but he's in the field and he's like at the games and stuff like that there's nothing to preclude them from going down there and and doing that as well i mean they're not they're never going to get like you know the eagles aren't going to say like here's you're we're going to give the fanatic an exclusive with jalen hurts you know but they may be able to give them like sydney brown on gargano's show you know so i mean that's the way it's been explained to me in the past is there's no there's no there's more of a philosophy and not a policy you know what i'm saying like there's no like you, you and i can go down and we can apply for credentials and we get thrown in the mix the same as any anybody else does you know but they're they WIP is their official radio partner, and that's the way they decide to do it here. And the final thing I would say, too, in that point is, like, the Eagles are not at a loss for media coverage. That's all anybody freaking <laughs> talks about here for, like, nine months, right? So it's like if you're in Tampa, like some of those other markets that John was talking about, you know, it's like maybe Tampa lets multiple radio stations in because they need the talk, or maybe, you know, Jacksonville wants everybody talking about them. Whereas, like, WIP here, it's like I'm sure the Eagles are like, Fanatic doesn't have to be here. It's not a big deal. We're not losing anything by them not being here. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. Any worry on the uh, Hassan Reddick thumb injury? No. I mean, the Rappaport thing made it seem like he'd be ready in time for the season opener, you know? Um, I think he can, you know, if, if he comes back, maybe it's wrapped, or if he, even if he goes with a, you know, a club hand or something like that, maybe, maybe he could still bring the quarterback down. But no, they, did, they didn't, it didn't sound like it was serious, you know? Sounds like I know. It's just that he's dealing with, a, he's already dealing with a groin issue. Now he's got the thumb injury. And now, I mean, well, I the glass, groin, now, the groin, now the groin can heal while the thumb heals and just shut him down and get him ready for, I mean, they're three weeks, three weeks out. So yeah. got 21 days. It's not horrible. You know, I know. I'm just, I, I'm just worried. I'm not, I'm not in on this defense. I'm worried about this defense. You know, I just, yeah, I, I'm going back to, I'm going back to last year where it was like the Howie season, you know, the Cobe Dean yeah. or Steele, Jordan Cobe. Davis. Can't believe you fell to fourteen. I mean, they won on yeah. paper. They won on paper, so now they got it. Now they just got to see if these guys are any good. You know, yeah. But those guys did nothing. Cam Jurgens, he's awesome. Did nothing last year. I think a lot of people are, you know, we're hearing all the same things we heard about Sidney Brown, um, Jalen Carter, uh, Nolan, Nolan Smith, and it's just like those guys. You know, you're you're really relying on guys. I mean, I understand you know their top picks and stuff, but like. Still yeah. takes a little bit of time to get up, you know, to the game and everything. We saw that with Jordan Davis. Pretty green, man. They're pretty green. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they got the college pedigree, but there's a lot of inexperience out there. So a lot of inexperience and a lot of thin at linebacker and a lot of thin at safety. I love my boy. I love my I love my boy Vanilla Nice. You know? But talking uh, him up. Slay's talking, talking him up. up. Read yeah. blank and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. All right. Well, let's get to our guest. Uh the first championship that Philly has seen in quite some time. We've got Cheddar Wiz on with his mother, Aaron. Rory Ehrlich. How are you guys? We got to get him unmuted there, it looks like, huh? There we go. We're good. How are you? Hi. Doing well. Doing well. Thanks for coming Thank on. Thank you for What's having What's up, Rory? Me. How are you? How's it? How, how do you enjoy being the mullet champ, man? Do you feel good? Yeah, he says that he feels famous now. Yeah, that is quite the mullet. It looks even better when you see it, like in like the video of it, and you see it in action. Mm-hmm. <laughs> has uh, how does it, has how does it be feeling? Oh, what was that? 
has hey. uh, has life changed any? Has your life changed, Rory, since you won? Yeah. Yeah. A lot. A lot. So. <laughs> yeah, so. Like you got to go places, you got yeah. to meet people. Who did you meet? John Crook. Wow. John Crook. So like the king, the king of uh of all malts. Are you and Crook best friends now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, we uh we really appreciate you coming on and 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 we heard that uh you won five thousand dollars, is that correct? Yeah. I love that, man. What are you doing with the five grand? Buy my buying my sister an alpaca and my dad's gonna buy two more <laughs> and we're gonna go to oh. the oh. and I'm gonna buy myself an Xbox. Oh, there we go. I know you need a little bit something for you, man. I love that. <laughs> What so you're you, buying uh, three out three alpacas and an xbox did mom and dad sign off sign off on this yeah so we live on a small farm um his sister who's creeping there in the background has uh has been saving her money for an alpaca for a really long time so it was like his plan he's like i'm out i'm gonna buy this for you um but of course they're herd animals so you can't just have one like they need others so we told him we're like okay well if you win you know we promise that we'll you know buy the other ones and I have to say, we didn't really think that he would win, but I mean, we we have to buck up now, so you know, we're all here for it. What's a what's the alpaca market like these days, Aaron? What is an alpaca running for nowadays for the people yeah. who are from the city who don't understand? Yeah, I mean, it's not cheap. Like they 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 can be a few thousand dollars, um, depending on the the color and the you know the. I guess how fluffy they are, how cute they are. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. My God, I love that. I, I mean, we're going to have to get an alpaca with the same color that Cheddar Wiz's mullet is, right? Like a nice oh. deep tan, a little blonde. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. He, yeah. he said that he might name it Wiz. I like okay. that. And, and why do we call you Cheddar Wiz? I did. Oh, okay. Why did they call you Cheddar Wiz? Because I love cheesesteaks yeah. and Wiz on my cheesesteak. Oh, yeah. Steaks, and when yeah. I'm running the bases, the baseball team reminds they, um, um, cheddar wish flowing in the air. He's saying when he runs the bases, it flows like cheddar blowing in the air. Well, I guess it does right. if it comes out of a like a you know shooting it out of a can or something like that. It could, <laughs> it could have that kind of uh, aerodynamic quality to it, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. make that connection. That's great. Uh, all right, dude. This is the most important question you're going to be asked. What's your favorite cheesesteak? Where is it from? Oh. A good question. What's it Where's your favorite cheesesteak from? What's it called? Are you freezing up? What's the place? Gazos. Right near us is Gazos that just opened up, and okay. they have been busy, and they are delicious. Absolutely delicious. Okay. okay. So Pottstown's got some local cu cuisine as well, huh? We yeah. do. And if you're on the cheesesteak guru site on Facebook, Gazos is blowing up. Yeah. All What's right. going on in Pottstown these days anyways? The Coventry Mall still around? That was my old stomping ground back in the day. Yeah. What's, the scene, what's the scene like in Pottstown in 2023? So actually, it's kind of turning a new leaf. Uh, so no, Coventry Mall, like that's all changing. They're putting little shops in there. Um, I can tell you just like the community is definitely blowing up. Like it seems it's super busy here right now like Rory's the, the community, like the baseball team, there's like over 400 kids now. I mean, yeah, it, it went from being small to being like, you know, 
super big. Still, still Philadelphia fans over here though. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, I do appreciate in the in the Instagram post, I guess when Rory won, they thanked the mullet community for <laughs> for turning out. I don't know why I found that funny. Like I guess I didn't realize there was a mullet community, but I, uh, there's a mullet community, and I have been referred to now as a a mullet manager. So oh, wow. all right. Um, or a mullet team. mom, a mullet mom. Has anybody oh, called you? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Where, where does Rory go from here? Like endorsement deals or uh, we, we go card shows where he's signing, you know, mullets or something. Joe Dirt <laughs> three might cool. be coming out. It yeah. might be a little unbelievable. Well, to us it is, but he's actually going to be in People magazine next week. <laughs> <laughs> so my Man. mom will be reading about Rory, people that, you know, are on the toilet, you know, grab the little People magazine off it. They'll be reading about Rory. That's amazing. That's awesome. People magazine. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's the next natural, natural step here. You know, fame, fame comes quickly, you know, and you got to capitalize on it. So yeah. Rory, do you know what a magazine is? What are you like six? Yeah, I know what a magazine is. What is it? All right. It's, it's one of those paper things at a store. The paper things at a store. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. More or less. Yeah. Yeah. You nailed it, dude. uh, It does look like a book. Yeah, you're right. It's a book made out of paper. Okay. You were yeah. uh, so you, you obviously went down to the Phil's game. You met John Cruck. Who's your favorite Philly right now? Who's your favorite? Bryce Harper. Oh, okay. Bryce. I thought you were gonna go Schwarber because I saw you in the Schwarber jersey. Schwarber I, second, I, third. I you have the top three. That's my second favorite. Okay. All right. Who's your third? Um the picture you drew, um, Rory. Oh yeah, Brandon Marsh. Brandon Marsh, Brandon all Marsh. right. A guy who doesn't have a mullet yet, but definitely we could oh, see man. him evolving into a mullet one day. Yeah. Do you wet the do you wet the mullet before going out there to, to play ball? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well now you know that you have to have the mullet forever now, right? Mm-hmm. You keeping it? Yeah. 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 Hey, hey. I'm four years old when I'm only like two fours. Oh, until he's eight. He's oh, until he's eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, that's very good. All right. Hey, so what was the uh, genesis of the whole thing? I mean, how'd you guys get involved in this and enter the competition? Why'd you want to do it and all that? Yeah, that's a really good question. So there's still like so much unknown to this competition on, on Rory's side. Like it it was, we, we were on our way to the barbershop and, you know, he had commented, he's like, I'm going to get a mullet. And my husband and I like, we're like, what? Like you're, what, how do you even know what a mullet is? Um, and you know, we were like, you can get whatever you want. Like, but just like, I, we were just kind of mind blown. So, uh, he walked up to his barber Owen at Sal's and he was like, I'm going to get a like, I want to grow this into a mullet. And Owen, like, like kind of like looked over at us and was like, is, is this kid serious? And we're like, I guess like, just, you know, do what he wants. And, um, you know, we, we had to like really think about it. Rory has an iPad. He watches a bunch of highlights, even older highlights. And like, I don't know if he, you know, maybe if it was like, like just commentary on, on one of the games or something was like, Oh, look at that guy's mullet or something about John Cruck. Like there's so much unknown and maybe that's where Rory picked it up from. Um, And another part of this story, which is really odd is like, he's like, I'm going to be in this competition. And so we had a Google. We're like, is there a mullet competition? And sure enough, there, you know, there was, and the rest is history. And here we are. So he picked this all out himself and set it up. It wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, the, the male equivalent of like putting your 
daughter in like a beauty contest or anything. No. He, was, he was the genesis of the whole thing. And there's not even like we don't even know anybody around here with a mullet. Like I don't I don't know who he would have seen it from. Like I didn't out, see it from anybody. You didn't see it from anybody out in like the wet south i mean there's mullets everywhere but not around here so i he definitely turns a lot of heads when he goes out now not many mullets in Pottstown. that's shocking Pottstown has changed you ain't wrong it has changed yeah well it's authentic wow. though it's innate i mean it's genuine that's it what's in, that's what's, what's yeah. most important yeah. rory has kind of like a retro one going yeah that's I like all right it. we'll get we got to get rory in the in the in the Pottstown fourth of july parade next year because i went this i went this year and last year and it's basically just like fire trucks yeah, yeah, exactly. No, we we love that. We that's something we have to set up. Oh, you're gonna show. <laughs> oh, look at that mean. That's oh what my god, more yeah. beautiful than Smarty Jones. I love that. You know, Smarty Jones is a horse from when you were negative. Uh, yeah, thirteen. Yeah, yeah. So you got People Magazine coming coming up. What what else is anything else on the radar now to to celebrate yeah. the, celebrate the victory? Or oh, to be honest. I have so many messages and emails to get back to from like news stations and articles and my, like my, like I, I I never thought that having a mullet and being in a competition like this would blow up as much as it it has, but it's like it's funny. There's like the funny side to the story, but like it's also awesome. I mean, over 900 kids, and so I really I I don't know what is going to come next. I mean, I. I you know, I hope to just get him out there, out and about. We made the mistake of going school shopping last night to Target. And as soon as we walked in, they're like, that's the mullet kid. And everybody in the aisle started to come out. And then before we know it, he's taking pictures with people. And we're like, oh my God, what's happening? Um, so yeah, I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. I, I do know People Magazine's uh, going to push out their, you know, their their page on, on the, you know, Rory and the contestants. But we're up for anything. We're here. All right. Hey, I love it. I love Rory, it. you got a first date story for ages, man. Like you'll be, you'll be just fine. Can we get one more shake of the mole for the people at home? Yeah, yeah. let's see it. Uh, it's beautiful. He looks like a member of the 93 Phillies. Hey, Craig, if you have that picture, we can pull, pull it up. We think this is what the alpacas should look like when you get them. <laughs> Ooh. What do you think, Rory? Oh That's great. You like those? You need that picture. You you need we need those. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mullet. All right, pocket. man. Hey, go go get yours. Strike while the iron's hot. Those alpacas ain't gonna pay for themselves, and that Xbox ain't gonna pay for itself, my man. All right. Congratulations on everything. Six thousand dollars raised. Sixteen thousand votes. Rory Ehrlich, Cheddar Wiz, the Mullet Kid. Woo. Good luck with everything, buddy. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you, guys. Bye. See you guys. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Only in America. Only in America. He did all that People by himself. Magazine. He picked he picked out That's the mullet and wanted to enter a competition. That kid is an man. entrepreneur before we even right before yeah. our eyes. The next Michael Rubin, maybe. Well, you know, the if it was Michael like Rubin. little if it was little girls, like they, you know, the parents would force him into like, you know, the beauty competitions or whatever. And then, you know, you know, living vicar they'd be living vicariously through their uh through their kid, you know. Yeah, Shove, shoving them out there into the spotlight. This was all innate. Yeah, he he was the genesis of it all. Yeah, well, if they did that, hope they'd they'd have a better showing than your boys down in uh, down in Chester did. What yeah. the hell happened? Yeah, what it was dog shit. The hell happened? You guys, 
had a chance to legitimize the sport of soccer in Philadelphia, and you guys completely pissed it away. I cannot believe that. I do take umbrage with what you said at the beginning, that they got teabagged by Messi, because Messi honestly didn't even play that well. Um, I mean, he had that a goal, goal, that, goal that, he's, that goal that he scored should have been saved. I don't I don't know what Andre Blake was doing. He was like backpedaling and had a completely wrong angle or like wasn't ready for it or something. I've seen him make saves like that a thousand times before. They just um, I don't know what your take. I mean, you're like casual. You don't follow the team. You've been down there once. But I mean, when you were watching oh, it, like, the anger sharks are flowing. Go ahead. No, that's you telling me that. You have said that a million times before. There's no insult or anything there. I'm interested in what your per- perspective was first as somebody who doesn't watch a lot of the team and saw that game. Uh, whether they would have beat Messi or not, I probably wouldn't have tuned into the championship game of the Lee's Cup. But I think they did have a legitimate chance to, you know, maybe someone who's younger sees them beat, you know, this world star like Messi and they become, you know, a union fan or a soccer fan or, you know, yeah. take soccer more seriously in Philadelphia. I think there was a really, a, a really big opportunity uh, wasted, squandered. Well, that's what I, that was my main takeaway again. You know, it's like I we talk about it here on Tuesday. I go on Gargano's show to talk about it. Seems like there's buzz. A lot of people talking about it. the news stations are talking about it. the union are involved in that conversation, and they, they reach this big stage again, and then they just completely shit the bed on the the big stage, you know, and they blow another opportunity to kind of cross that threshold because people putting casual eyeballs on them are going to say, "What the fuck is it? What was this performance?" You know, um, you know it's like I wrote if on the site, man. No, I was like, I wrote on the site, man. I was I, like, no hi- hyperbole, not like a hot take or anything. That but that was one of the most disgraceful. Philadelphia Union performances I've ever seen. They just did not look. That was that was not the team that I've watched over the last five years. They came out scared. They played defensive. They went into a shell. Showed way too much respect to to Messi and to Miami. Didn't get into the game. The lineup was whack. Uh, way too defensive and way too too passive. And yeah, you know, I think Jim Curtin got it wrong right off the right off the jump. You know, and they were down three nothing going into halftime, and they played much better in the second half after they made the tactical changes and brought some different guys on. But I mean, they just—they were not in a position to succeed. Andre Blake was incredibly disappointing. I don't even know. It looks like his body was snatched and replaced with somebody else. I didn't even recognize that guy out there. The center backs and the midfield were completely. Spacing was terrible. The communication was terrible. When you only have one striker on the field, you can't get your pressing right. The center backs from Miami are able to just walk into the midfield and play line splitting passes, bypass the midfield completely multiple times. Jacob Glesson's pushed too far up in the midfield. Like just like a litany of of shit that they never do. Like I did they look like impossible. Everything everything went wrong. I think we can just you know encapsulate it to like everything that could have gone wrong. Went wrong, yeah. and if you think about it, if you're if you're a casual like I am, the last two games you've watched of the Union are the MLS Cup, which they lost mm-hmm. in heartbreaking fashion, yeah. and now this game to Messi. So it's like, so why now, should I believe in this team? Right. So people like you who tune in just on the these these occasions or whatever, you probably think this team's like a bunch of fucking chokers. You know I mean? actually understand enough. I followed enough to know that they're good, that they're legitimate, that they're probably the third strongest. Philadelphia sports teams over the last five years. I mean, supporter shield MLS cup. Like yeah. they're, 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 the they're going to the team. Yeah. 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 You saying the Phillies going to the world series last year. Yeah. We probably I would say be. Eagles. Number one, Phillies, number two, yeah. uh, union number three in terms of success. Yeah. In the yeah, last, I'm not going to argue. That. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's Phillies in the union of kind of both. I mean, they both lost in their finals last year. You know, Eagles have the Super Bowl in 2017. I just, yeah, it's almost like they keep hitting their head on this like ceiling. You know, what Craig pulled up here is Jim Curtin's big game record. Some people are giving me shit for this this tweet because there's like caveats that go in it. I, I get it. Like, look, but they've lost. He's lost four Cup finals now. Obviously, MLS Cup, they lost in penalties. Like, is that his fault? No. Um, but they didn't show up. Was it, was it Andy Reid's fault when he lost four straight or three straight NFC championships and then, like, you know, lost in 2008 too? Like, everyone knew he was a great coach, but we still yeah. blamed him for a bunch of shit, so. It's funny because you see those comparisons out there, too. I mean, that's becoming, like, a thing now. Is Jim Curtin Andy Reid? Uh, is there a Kansas City MLS team? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, they traditionally have been very good, though, and now they're not. But, I, you know, it's, it's just funny because – you know, in a lot of those cases, like Jim just, you know, overachieves with these guys and then they get they play like a team like a that has Messi or whatever. And then the other team has more talent. I, I didn't really think honestly, though, like I said, I don't think Messi or Miami even played that well. I mean, they conceded four goals on five shots and the union had 16 shots. Half of them they hit into like the Delaware River, you know, so I, even when they scored the in the half, second they played, half. Of, they played so well in the second half. I was well, like, right, OK, so, like, so, yeah. So you imagine if they. Uh, had come out in the first half playing with that those eleven guys, and in that formation, uh, you know, maybe it's a different story, right? So I again, that's why it goes on Jim to say like you had you've basically forfeited an entire half that you spotted them a three goal lead, you know. So you, know, you can't fucking do that to Miami and Messi, you know. Is Messi bad for the MLS? I got to be honest with you, man. I think these teams that I think them carving up these teams. Like, I think these teams are just playing scared. Like, I know that Orlando and Philly and like Dallas and all, I mean, Dallas scored four goals against them. I think if we're being honest, like Miami probably shouldn't have even gotten past Dallas. They needed a miracle messy free kick goal just to tie it and get it to penalties. So, with that caveat, like, I just, I think these teams are playing scared against them. I think they're showing them way too much respect, but it is bad. Yeah, it does make it look bad that he comes into the league and hasn't lost a game. Yeah yet and is scoring a shit ton of goals i mean andre blake is not some scrub andre blake yeah. is like an internet international quality goalkeeper who's has like 62 appearances for jamaica like he's not some nobody right? <laughs> you know which is one of the year yeah Multiple yeah so, so that's what's most disappointing because i mean these guys number one these guys aren't playing up to the level of their ability but they're inflating the messy thing and making it look worse than it probably is you know, Messi's been really good in some of these games. I think he was just like average the other night, to, to be honest. I don't even think Miami got into like third gear. You know, I mean, they scored early and then they just kind of sat on that lead and, and defended and wasn't much that they had to do beyond that. You know, we got uh, we got about 10 more minutes. Uh, we could do Deshaun Watson is introduced to ESP's training camp stats. We could do arena talk if you want to. We could do Andre Godala weighs in on the James Harden situation. We've got a couple of things. You can take it. I'll, I'll let you drive it. The Deshaun Watson thing is funny because I think if you go to Elliot's tweet, I don't think uh, Deshaun was tagged in that, was he? No, he's he, – dude, he's uh, – oh, he's- yeah, so he's Googling his he's, – he's, yeah, he's typing his own name into the Twitter search bar, and then he ends up on an Elliot tweet, which is just why – which made the whole thing funny to me. Um, How many people ever like Eagles fans? Like, fuck, I have to, I have to side with Elliot Shore Parks on this one. <laughs> this is what makes me laugh because it's like, you know, it's like, don't feed the trolls, you know. And then, and then, like, then you got Deshaun Watson uh, quote tweeting Elliot, you know, in his uh, pre- his training camp stats. By the way, the Eagles uh, lost to the Browns on Monday, and they fell to mm-hmm. six and two all time in joint practices. 
in the Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni era. And then they rebounded and they had a victory, a sound victory on Tuesday. So they're now seven and two all time mm-hmm. in uh training training camp. And Baxter barges in the door here. So uh, I just better. thought that was funny. Yeah, I mean, like, what you mean the Browns reporters aren't doing training camp stats? What are they doing this whole time? You know, yeah. talking around. <laughs> What's Mary Kay Cabot doing? Actual reporting? <laughs> yeah, what is she doing? Like actually interviewing players and doing journalism? She's trying, yeah. she's trying to find stories you can write about for Cleveland.com or wherever the hell she works from. Was it who, who was it James or somebody who was saying earlier that she was like an anti-vaxxer and she had to watch yeah. pra- Cleveland practice from like two football fields away? <laughs> Make reporters do stand-up interviews with That's her from like six feet distance. That's crazy. <laughs> She had to. She had to like climb the. She had to rent like a crane and watch uh, Browns practice from the crane because she was an anti-vaxxer. Or was she like exiled to the Comcast press box at the Sixers game because she wasn't vaccinated? You remember <laughs> that? that ever like, happened? People, yeah, I think the people who weren't vaxxed, I think they had to go up to like Comcast country. Uh, <laughs> they put the, the anti vaxxers I think that was a thing. Yeah, I, it's. I've I've tried to forget as much of that era of the world as possible. I think that was a thing. Yeah, I think they made, they made the non vaccinated people go up and sit in the, the hinterlands. You know, the untouchables. Oh, Comcast man. country. Welcome to Comcast country. Nothing yeah. strikes fear in the visiting Dallas Stars like seeing that sign up there <laughs> in a forty degree stadium. No, it's kind of slow. Um, you broke the Sixers um, ban again today, and then I wrote a follow-up on it. So I don't know if the ban – we'll have to – I'm weakening, I'm weakening yeah. the ban, the ban yeah, on the Sixers. I, when, I, when I implemented the ban on Sixers stuff, basically what I did not want to do is like every bullshit Harden update on the planet. Like Sam Amick from The Athletic reports that Harden ate – uh, you know, Chinese food in China today. So I, I, I actually, it's funny you say that. I wrote some things down like yesterday when I was just like th- preparing for the show. And like, this is what I have. Embiid allegedly tried to get Harden to stay multiple times this summer. Harden has expressed interest in playing in China. James Harden plans on making life very uncomfortable. Uh, Ramona Shelburne believes Embiid trolled us again, removing Philadelphia from his bio. Like, Ugh. Yeah, that's the shit. Because I, I was like, when I said it, like, because I, I, I did the column like an hour or two ago on like Josh Harris, but that's more talking about like Philly sports in general. Like uh, the thing that I wanted to avoid was just like the same Ben Simmons shit from two years ago. Here's every single friggin' update every time Woj. I've got my Woj notifications on. You know, here's every single time that you know Ben Simmons farts. You know, let's put 200 words up on the website. You know, I mean, that's the stuff that I was like, I can't, I'm like fatigued by that, you know, but legitimate stuff, yeah. sure. I don't know. Um, I, 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 you know, I, 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 no, go ahead, man. Go ahead. So, I, no, the reason why I wrote about the Andre Godala stuff and I broke it was because I, I thought his quote on James Harden was, was dumb. I think it was a bunch of word salad. And like, he's a very smart individual, very, very, uh, he's a successful yeah. venture capitalist and stuff. And I just thought, Everything that he had to say about leverage and safety nets, and then he goes to Kyrie, then he goes to disgruntled front offices, then he goes this up, down, all around. Like it was just kind of like, what? What do you? He's kind of just like using a lot of big words, and they don't actually know what they mean when they're all put together. You know, just it makes makes it sound like they're talking about something, but just very vague. It is word salad. It's exactly what it is. Word salad. Yeah, because like when you when you look at it. I don't know how anyone can side with James Harden on this. 
like when when Iggy's talking about safety nets and everything, we know his obvious safety net was Houston until Imi Aduka came in and got hired and said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, we're not we're not signing him. I don't need that on my team." Well, if there was an under, yeah, I think you mentioned it. You know, if he had a wink wink deal with Daryl Moore that he'd get a big contract or something in, in exchange for taking a pay cut the first year, um, then why were we? Why did we keep hearing about all these Houston? You know, rumors. Rumors. Yeah, Houston started, on Christmas. Houston like December, the playoffs. You know? Houston yeah. during the playoffs. Houston after the playoffs. Like why? Yeah. Like if we were if, if we were in negotiations with with Crossing Broad, and we we're like, all right, handshake deal. I, you just got to wait till December. You know, and uh, and we'll and we'll increase your pay. We'd be assholes if we we're like, well, I have some interest in ESPN. I have some if we went, if voice. we leaked, yeah, if we got it out there, if we made it known that, like, well, you know, I could go to Sports Illustrated. So, you know, is yeah. what what is you doing that to try to like pressure, you know, XL Media and say, well, we better make sure we lock them up. You know, I, I don't. <laughs> so, so I don't know. So hard in leaking those Houston things is like, I'll leave, I'll leave if you if you if you let me, and then Tara Moore the whole time, I guess was like, okay, like. Or like, like knowing that Houston in, had no Houston had no interest ever, you know, right? Or maybe or, or, or that like maybe Daryl Morey didn't have any like interest. He's like, all right, fine. If yeah. if we lose him in free agency, it sucks. You know, we lost him for nothing. But it's also like okay, or he opts in back to a deal that that for all intents and purposes works for the Sixers, and I think every Sixers fan is happy with. Obviously, now James Harden yeah. wants to trade and everything, but like, I just I I, I don't know what this his whole plan was what his whole strategy is. And I don't think there is any leverage. And, and, and Philly fan actually has a really good point here where he says, do we think Harden was actually talking about more? He lied about Hong Kong. So Harden could sell $600,000 worth of shit wine. Like you don't go over to these Chinese events without wanting to sell merch, jerseys, shoes, and then insert product here. In this case, it's James Harden wine. Like, there's this whole report that he's like about to make things uncomfortable so they sell him or so they trade him, excuse me. Unless he's got like pictures of Daryl Morey compromised at a Tijuana donkey show. I don't know how much more he can do that Daryl hasn't already experienced with Ben Simmons. Well, like and this ben, is like, the thing. Well, right, right. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, and this and this goes kind of goes back to what we were talking about on Tuesday where it's like, you know, if this was the Eagles or if this was the Phillies, would Jeffrey Lurie or John Middleton like allow something to get to this point in the first place? Or would they then go step in and say, hey, we're going to squash this shit? Like the Pat Croce example we used. The, the, this would be Roger Goodell letting this happen. This would be Rob Manfred letting this happen. Like this is this this goes above Daryl. This goes above the Sixers. Like this goes all the way up the, the, the pole to Adam Silver Whoa. for allowing all this bullshit to happen. Well, sure. I mean, yeah, you can. I mean, yeah, you can go further up the chain of command for sure. But I like to kind of wrap it into like the thing that I was writing about Harris earlier. Like, you know, it's like what what is their what is what is ownership's influence or lack thereof on something like this? You know, what I mean, like at some point, don't they say like we got to con- get control of the shit show that's happening below us? You know, I think when people make the criticism of Harris being like an absentee owner or just a guy who puts money into it and like lets people do their thing. Some point you have to be able to have a have a hand in that, and you know, got guide guide from 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 above, and Darren Moore can be the decision maker. But if things you know get get too out of whack in that in that regard, then Josh Harris or or, or anybody anybody in HBSC Edelman Edelman somebody steps in. Ruben Ruben I think was like the kind of the de facto 
you know, connect connector with the players, yeah. right? You know, where he could smooth something out if Embiid was upset or something like that. But somebody in ownership has to be able to be like, all right, you guys are acting like children here. Let's fucking figure this out, and we're gonna, you know, get in and handle this and whatever. And I don't know, I don't know if Harris doesn't seem like that guy, you know. So. No, and there and there has to, and we've talked about this on Monday. And I'll just bring it or Tuesday. I'll bring it up again. Like there needs to be a Dan Hilferty in that Sixers. At, at Sixers front office, like there need there, there can't be your president of basketball operations and your jewelry or in your jewelry and your GM be the mm-hmm. final buck. Can't be the last buck. Like there's got to right, be someone because Tad, Tad Brown then on oh, the other Tad side Brown. is just like the Scott. He's like a the yeah. Chris Heck, Scott, Scott O'Neill kind of just yeah. business side of whatever. Right. So it's Maury, right? I mean, you know, and if Maury's you know, letting things get to this point, then right, who's gonna who's gonna come in and, and check him? You know, or, or so. even a Keith Jones, Danny Briere thing, where like you know, Jonesy can handle the bullshit, and yeah, and yeah. Briere's there to make the deals and everything. But like you know, a forward, like a like a yeah. forward facing talk to the media, do press conferences, kind of whatever thing. Because Josh Harris definitely ain't that guy, and like I get it, no. he, he's not. People make fun of Harris because he's like awkward when he talks or whatever. I think that's kind of bullshit because like not everybody's good at public speaking. You know, you can be a good owner and not a great public speaker. But if that's the case, he's got to delegate that to somebody else. Uh, if you're not comfortable sitting at the podium or it's like you're awkward or whatever, then let Blitzer do it or let Edelman or or whether even you could have let Ruben do it back in the day. You know, so yeah. But I agree with you. I mean, you got to. They should probably look look to have that like kind of stopgap public facing figure who can who can do the non stuff that drifts into non-basketball territory you know got anything else today suppose there's pirates in the delaware river now did you hear about that guy that stole a boat just walked on the boat had a loaded gun but didn't use the gun just mm. turned on the uh turned on the engine the sail wasn't up moseyed down the uh delaware two miles and got caught around the walt Whitman bridge you proclaimed him guilty by looking at the mugshot. Is that what you did? I'm going to say he's guilty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a really good uh, tell. Uh, it's one of my secret um, things yeah. that I'm good at. I can I can look at someone's mugshot and tell if they're guilty mm. or innocent. Go down a little bit more, Craig. Mm. Go down a little bit more, Craig. Craig, you stopped too fast. Craig? Now, you know, if you're wrong and he's found innocent, and it's like a case of mistaken identity, then we may Craig. have to issue an apology on the website. Yeah, I don't think this is mistaken identity. That's a that guy's apparently some news organizations reported him 28. Some reported him 31. Whether Mm -hmm. he's 28 or whether he's 31, that is a rough looking age. That guy Mm -hmm. we're looking at uh, for people on the podcast, full fuzzy beard and just a terrible receding hairline. Um, This guy, this guy looks like he's seen some shit. That's a guy who looks like he would steal a boat and have a stolen handgun that's loaded, but not use Mm -hmm. it on him. Man. Yeah, I need to hear more of this story. Steve Keeley should have an update for us, hopefully tomorrow, Friday morning. The crime beat. Steve Keeley on the crime beat. No, I don't really have much else, man. It's kind of like this is where we get to the part of the year where it's like, all right, let's let's get the Eagles season going, you know? Because mm-hmm. all the Sixers will, stuff kind uh, of some Peter out and the Philly. And then you're like you say, like you're just kind of hope, like waiting for the Phillies to get to October, you know? So a little dry. Just a little dry. The playoffs. Um, we will. I guess we should give a program update now in the in the fall when the uh, when the Eagles start, we'll switch to a Monday, Wednesday format just so that we're not Tuesday and we'll just get a bunch of bullshit bullshit. Uh, we'll get the the uh, the hand me downs from uh, from all the reporting on uh, on Tuesday and everything, all the bullshit and stuff. So we'll be a Monday, Wednesday format going uh, going ahead probably after the first Eagles game. So uh, programming note for you there. Um, so. 
It'll be fun. Sounds good. All right. All right. Good show. Okay. Good stuff. Thank you to the chat. Hey, good job, chat. Thank you, Craig. Thanks for being good today. Well, yeah. Craig had a Craig had a good show until it took him 15 <laughs> minutes to scroll down. Uh, 200. I mean, well, listen, earn your paycheck. 250 grand a year to just sit behind the scenes and no one knows them. And yes, furthermore, <laughs> Rush Joy is a pussy. All right, we'll see it. We'll see you Tuesday. Wow. Have a great weekend, folks. <laughs> <laughs>